This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to Clued In with Lou Carbone, a thought-provoking opportunity to expand your perspectives and advance the impact you can make in the CX, EX, and patient experience space. Lou's undeniable combination of the depth of experience and knowledge in this space is unparalleled. As a driver inside organizations as well as consulting, Lou offers distinctive thought stimulation, is a dedicated mentor and teacher. this episode, The Point of Tipping. This particular episode was sparked by a conversation with Angelo Lombardi, the former COO of La Quinta Hotels, who grew up in the hospitality business. And we began to talk about tipping and the custom of tipping in this country and a question in terms of why is an experience or a good service literally turned over to the customer, the recipient to pay versus the employer. This was an interesting question as we began to investigate the power of experience management and the role of tipping and incidentally how COVID has affected tips. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Angelo. One uh, that was life-changing for me was, I believe you may recall, when a couple of uh, an employee of mine and I uh, went through the training program on cleaning rooms. <laughs> it yep. was the hardest work I have ever done. I was aching. My back ached. My back ached for a week afterwards. I mean, I'd get up in the morning and I'd have these back pains. It was the hardest work I have ever done. I had never cleaned a toilet before in my life. (laughs) And no one could believe that. Uh, Our instructor, beautiful woman, uh, said, you've never cleaned a toilet? And I'm like, no, I never have. And my tipping went from a couple of bucks to between five and even ten dollars a night in some places. Uh, depending upon if I was in a suite, $10, if I got upgraded, because it's more space. I, I realized that there was a difference between being in a suite and someone cleaning up after you. Can you talk to me about tipping and the fact that, that where is tipping? Why are, why is tipping? We see these, you, you go through a drive through and there's a cup at a donut shop, you know, asking for a tip. What is tipping all about? I've I've often wanted to write a book. We should collaborate on a book called The Point of Tipping. So where tipping is now, where it started off, probably its highest and best use are all very different. Tipping has gone from a way of acknowledging great service, a really clean room, a really good experience, a really good interaction with an employee at at a restaurant. Your, Your movers deliver your boxes well and on time to part of the price 
And then the employees are often compensated, assuming some level of tipping and indirectly that price is being passed on to the consumer. And if the consumer doesn't live up to their part of this social bargain, the employee is the one who loses out, not the restaurant. You've got places that put more than a party of six. They put a mandatory tip on there, right? They've got, you know, guidelines around tipping. I was telling Lou earlier that the local neighborhood group has taken to constant messages that my wife or my daughter, or I work at a restaurant. And if you can't afford to tip 20%, don't go out to eat. You know, we don't get paid enough to, to be shortchanged. And that is the, that is the wrong use for tipping. It is creating a hostile relationship between a person in the service industry and the consumer. Right? We Hospitality is about inviting someone into your home or your business or yourself in some way. And I am a big believer that prices should reflect that contract. What, what am I selling and what do you get for it? I think restaurants in the U.S. have come a very long way that I think you can assume a base level of, of 15 or 18 percent tipping. And, and unfortunately for now, I think we have to accept that until we change it. Tipping beyond that um, should absolutely what should and is are two different things should absolutely be a sign of I really enjoyed you or the experience or the service or the product that you provided. And I want to show you that with Lanyap, giving you a little something extra right now, uh, folks who clean rooms for a living. Uh, tipping uh, in hospitality is a is a big part of additional compensation. It's not regularly done. We don't communicate that to consumers, and there's a reason why. Uh, a f- large hotel chain tried to do it a couple of years ago. They put tip envelopes in the room. They wanted to show yeah. the consumer that this is a tippable field and it's okay to leave a tip for your room attendant. The backlash on social media was pay your employees more. Don't don't tell me to pay your employees more. You pay your employees more. So communicating what's a, a tipping industry um, is important. So, uh, the, but you add to this fight that businesses are having with their employees and, and it's not all, I, I hate to talk in generalities. It's not always a fight, but, but there is a push pull now between a lot of businesses and their employees and then customers and their employees. And this change in service mentality and tipping has become this this point of of battle, this I'm going to put a jar on the table and I'm going to seat it with a dollar and I'm going to look at you when you're when I'm giving you your change to try to 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 increase my salary. Right. Is is their salary wrong? Is it an opportunity to make more money? What is my obligation as a customer? It's very, very strange Um, when you when you buy an Uber. Right. And you, you do all your interaction on the phone. I was talking to an Uber driver. Uber drivers get less in tips than taxi cab drivers. Because you're you're doing a transaction with a cab driver, whether it's cash or whether it's using the device in the car, and there's a tipping moment. And and as a as a consumer, you realize if you don't deliver on that moment, you're you're making that decision and, and you gotta kinda own it. While on Uber, I can jump out and handle it later through the app. That's that's the the integrity of the tip. The the driver's now moved on and you're making the decision whether to tip. And therefore uh, you see a lot less people tipping. So I, I really do think that the reset here, the contract between a business and a consumer is critical. Get your prices right. Pay your employees right. Obviously, sit down restaurants. need We need to figure that one out. You can't just raise your prices by 18 percent, pay your employees a, a different wage, tell all your customers not to tip. But we're beginning to see that when you do these uh, 
go to Target or Kroger to do your pickup order. They they don't accept tips. They're very bullish. I've, I've tried to put a tip in, in the hands. I was at Home Depot having someone load something in the back of my truck. I tried to give him a tip. Move this giant workbench for me. Young young man wouldn't take it. I even said, oh, no one's going to know. He's like, no, no, I'm not supposed to, and it's okay. That's my job. right? That, that, you know how great that felt as a consumer to have someone want to help me do a good job and then and be be proud and that was enough. So that's that's maybe my view on on tips. I think there can it's continuing to be a battle between consumers and employees and nobody wins in that scenario. And there's almost a feeling of guilt um, and the gauge has gone away. It, I think it's an automatic 20 percent that I feel. Um, and even if the service is bad, I don't use that as a. Um, a guide. I feel like if I don't leave 20%, I'm going to offend someone or, or, and even though I don't, if I can count on the number of, on on one hand, the number of times that I've stiffed someone on a tip uh, because of poor service, I can't even count them on one hand. It's less than five fingers. Well, nowadays, Lou, you might find a picture of yourself on Facebook being being circulated, being told you're a bad tipper, right? A copy of your receipt and, and a story wrapped up around it. It's 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 a very strange change in in um, in the standards, but we live by. I'm, I'm with you. I think that if a restaurant does a bad job. You don't, first, you don't know if it's a server. Did the kitchen have a problem? And am I really, who am I hurting by not tipping? I, I believe my obligation as a consumer, if I want to provide feedback to the manager, I, can, I have the ability to do that. Whether it's about a bad service in, experience, about food, about environment, that is my easiest go-to tool. Yeah. Not tipping a, a, a server doesn't necessarily say I wasn't happy. It might say I'm a jerk. It might say I don't have the money. It might say I had a flawed experience, right? I, I think that if I really want to improve the experience, I should pass along my comments. And yeah, you could jump on Yelp and you could jump on, on these social media sites and you could put a, a response. That helps other consumers. If you want to help the business, provide feedback to the manager. Ultimately, if you really have an experience breakdown, you vote with your wallet. You don't go back to that establishment. Right. If now, if you have a real negative experience with a server, you, I don't. I'm one who doesn't believe you're you're obligated to tip, and I'd have no problem uh, not tipping or tipping less. But if my experience has been that bad, I have to ask myself, why wouldn't I share that with the manager? Why would I just jump out, run, and hope they don't see the invoice before I'm in my car and off the parking lot? Yeah. Angelo, I had a cousin that was in the restaurant business, and he would tip heavier at breakfast. Uh, and even go above the 20% because breakfast tabs were less than a dinner tab. And he felt that the amount of work that someone has in serving breakfast is equal to someone serving dinner. And in some cases, probably even more rushed and more pressure. Yeah, I think there's a lot to tipping that's a reflection on a person and their generosity. I don't know for sure, but I'd love to do this work. I would love to take folks who are financially stable in life, who were in the service industry at a younger age, and see how they tip compared to folks who never were. 
someone who understands people. First, it's empathy. Are you empathetic to the person who's who's doing this for you? And then it's your own experience. And I think that this is this is a interesting space that we could you could write books about. And then we all know you go to you go overseas, you attempt to tip. My wife and I were in London and uh, we, we tried to tip a, a bartender at a pub who was being particularly nice. And he proceeded to argue and tell us that we weren't supposed to and just use the money to buy another round. And that was absurd. And he got paid to be there. And it was almost insulting to him that we were trying to tip him. And obviously it's happened before we're in London. There's, there's clearly a lot of American travelers there. He had his routine prepared. So he was helping to educate us. But even with that experience, the rest of our stay, it felt so unnatural to not tip at these pubs because it's been so ingrained in me and having come from the service industry, I want to show people the hospitality they're showing me. And as as a consumer, tipping is the way we do that. You just reminded me of even the caste system in in Germany. I stayed at uh, a hotel in Munich that was called the Four Seasons in in German. I don't think it was part of the chain. (laughs) But the gentleman who did all the work bringing my luggage down had like coveralls with suspenders and what was almost like a wheelbarrow. Uh, loaded my luggage, and I travel heavy, as you know. <laughs> I, I have two you know, really heavy suitcases. And I get downstairs. He brings and wheels a cart out, and I go to tip him, and the doorman steps in and says, you don't tip him, you tip me. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. This is the guy that did the work. But that was the system. Uh, I was like, wow, this is really bizarre. And, you know, I think a lot of people don't even know um, what you tip a doorman, what you tip a bellman. Um, I think the price is probably somewhere around two or three dollars a bag now. But everybody's got roller bags. It's very mixed up. Yeah. Are you in downtown New York versus someplace with a more modest cost of living uh, enters in? I'll tell you my favorite tipping story. I had an opportunity to go to the Taj Mahal. And one of my hobbies is I'm a bit of an amateur photographer. I'm not very good at it, but I enjoy it. So I wanted to be there at sunrise to go in and film sunrise at the Taj Mahal. This was a once in a lifetime opportunity. I had my good camera gear. We we weren't that far. We were only 60 miles from, from the Taj. But the roads at the time weren't very good. It took us hours to get there. And we, we, we left the hotel around midnight. We're bouncing along, barely sleeping on the bus. It was hot. I was just abused from the, the roads. This was, was many years ago. I've heard they've really improved the highway system. We get to the Taj Mahal. Weird thing about the Taj Mahal, they don't let you in much before sunrise. The gates are closed. You're waiting outside with a crowd. So having never been there, I have this need to scout of photography locations out. Well, what I'd been told is is the value of money in India at the time that middle a middle class income for an entire month was $12. If you made $12 US, it was it put you kind of on average. So if you were tipping, a dollar is an absurd amount. It's like paying someone several days worth of wages. Okay, got it. That's the value of money. I've got that stored away in my head. So we go in and I walk in, I'm looking at Taj Mahal, sun's about to come up, 
it's just overwhelming. And this gentleman walks up to me and he said, and he looks at the camera and he says, do you want me to take your picture? And I said, no, I don't want you to take my picture, but, but you're here a lot. Where are the best places to photograph the, the Taj Mahal? And this, this young man took me and he nailed it spot after spot after spot. We spent about 15 minutes, all of you know, the, the sunrise light that I had. And I took some of the best pictures of my life at the end of which I handed him a $20 U.S. $20 bill, which I know what $20 is worth to me. I know yeah. I'd pay more than that to any ph photography guide in Yellowstone or Yosemite or the Grand Canyon. It was worth that and much, much more to me. And, yeah. it, you know, it's what I had and what I what I felt that gift he had given me was worth. And uh, his reaction was priceless, Lou. I mean, he he spent 20 minutes or so talking to me about the impact that this $20 was going to have on on his current situation. Um, then that, to, but that is, he didn't expect that. He didn't ask for that. The, the tipping was for me in that um, engagement. I think that really is the core of what tipping means when it's for you as the consumer as a way of showing your support and appreciation. Angelo, I, I, uh, I'll conclude with a story that took place in New York City at uh, what the, it was the Halloran House. I think that was a Howard Johnson property at one time. And uh, I had uh, a $50 bill and four ones. And uh, my car was parked and... Um, the doorman or the the uh, the valet who brought the car around, I reached into my pocket and I, I realized I had four ones. And I put them in his hand and only in New York. He gave it back to me and he goes, here, you need this more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. That is great. It's unbelievable. I think that the science or the art of tipping uh, or, you know, what is the point of tipping and really having clarity? It's such a mysterious area uh, in terms of where does it fit in service industries and, and where does it fit in the world of experience? Angelo, thank you so very much for that conversation. And thank you to all of you for your time today. May your experiences be exceptional, memorable, and positive. Wishing you the very best, as always. This is Lou Carbone saying thank you and good day. Thank you so much for listening to Clued In with Lou Carbone. If the advancement of the practice of experience management's financial and emotional impact drives you, please reach out to Lou on LinkedIn or visit experienceengineering.com or email us at info at expeng.com. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.